Hi, and welcome to the Scene and Nerd Podcast. We are talking all things The Flash Season 3 and more. This is a podcast where we retread events of The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a flashback. Wink. All right, enough of the inside jokes, because I'm Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is the one man you should always talk The Flash with, Mr. Will Polk. Good evening, Sarah. How are you? Hi. I stole all of your lines. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you didn't steal this one. Happy, happy May the 4th. Oh, May the 4th be with you, too. <laughs> and actually, it's still May 3rd for me, so technically I shouldn't yeah, have said that. It's still May the 3rd for me as well, but I just wanted to wish you a happy May the 4th be with you, and uh, happy Star Wars Day early. Lies. Like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I know it because I, I was there. <laughs> it's kind of like you were there for May 3rd, and now you know what's going to happen, and you're already in <laughs> May 4th. Because I lived it. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously we're talking about the most recent episode of The Flash. I know who you are. And yeah, we all knew who he was. The future yeah. Barry Allen. We did. Congratulations to everyone who voted in our Cena Nerd Who was Avatar poll. You guys nailed whoop, it. Whoop, whoop. Nailed it. Nailed it big time. Uh, even though you, the writers did a, did a head fake last week with... Uh, the ending of uh, the Once in Future Flash, where many folks jumped off the ledge and thought it was Ronnie, but we didn't. Suddenly, I want to give Danielle Panabaker more credit than the writers, because it was really her reaction that led us down the Ronnie path and misled us, as opposed to them writing that small tease at the end that was then just teased again. At the beginning, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> 16 hours later. I was like, I think as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, great. It's going to be one of those shows where. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least we didn't have to, like, wait for a reaction shot of Cisco's finding out who Savitar was. And then Julian. And then yeah. HR. Oh, yeah. I would have killed, though, for an HR reaction oh, shot. That would have been beautiful. Yeah, that actually, you know, if there's any way they could like, we could like redo it and have HR reaction. That would that that would be worth it. Yeah, like that should be a DVD bonus feature of yeah. them having everyone stand in Caitlin's face and do like space and reliving that moment mm -hmm. as if they were finding out for the first time. Like, right. can we make this happen? Someone should make a gif of that. <laughs> GIFs because there are multiple reactions. Yes, yes. So okay, nice. we know you guys out there. There's a lot of talent out there. We see it every week. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it on. So how? I mean, right now we're making very light of this, and and it is light because it is TV. But I, it brings me to this point that I want to talk to you about. Well, in terms of the speculation that goes on about TV due to social media leads us to be far more aware of what's happening on the shows than probably ever before. And so is that why 
viewers are either underwhelmed, just satisfied, satisfied with these big plot twists and never truly surprised? Um, I, that, that is true that, um, you know, there is a lot of buildup on these shows. Um, it's just the nature of the world that we live in now that, uh, you know, television becomes a, even more so a used to be the water cooler event where you would discuss things the next day after seeing something. Now you can just do it instantaneously with your, with, you know, people from all, literally all over the planet. Um, but the one thing I will say that I have to give the writers of the flash in particular credit is that, um, I wasn't, actually I was not underwhelmed by, by the reveal. Um, even though I was like, oh gosh, come on, you're making me wait the whole hour for this. Whatever <laughs> we had in the beginning <laughs> of the last of, uh, of uh, I Know Who You Are. Yeah. But at the same time, I, you know, that, that last five minutes of the episode, I, I kid you not, just like everyone else, I was, I was still at the edge of my seat. Because narratively, they have done a good job in the 20 hours that they have produced so far this, this season. Yeah. Uh, Building this narrative of who is this who is this person that is that is tormenting Tame Flash, so that when ultimately when Barry got a future Barry came out of that armor, uh, I was I was satisfied because narratively it made sense. Even though we all, of course, we can joke and say, yeah, we all called it, um, but but narratively it made sense that if they hadn't if it hadn't been a future berry then i would have been pissed because it just would <laughs> not you know it, it it just would have been like what the hell y'all been building this whole thing up and you know and landed little crumbs here and there about who this character is um and, it, and if it, and if it had ended up being ronnie then i would have been like for real yeah. or or even eddie to be honest right. uh especially after Caitlin's reaction and once in future flash that was like you know that really was like the the point where it was like it has to you know it, it basically even though last week I was kind of like I don't care anymore just but I really did um, it, it it really did keep the uh, narrative um, whole for up to this point of the season the other right. thing I, yeah and the other thing I liked about the reveal and I think what made it work for me was the usual suspects flashback. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a flashback episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, but Barry actually being the one who actually figured it out. Oh, I get it. I get the reference you made there. Yeah. It took me a moment. I got it. Yeah. Okay, locked. Yeah. So when, you know, at the end of you, well, spoiler alert. No, don't do it. Okay, I won't. Okay. Just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. You'll get it. You'll get where I'm going. For the ones who, for you listeners who have seen the movie, you totally get what I'm talking about. And that, to me, that's what made the reveal satisfying. Because if it didn't have that moment, then I would have been underwhelmed and let Mm -hmm. down. Well, let me tell you about another show I watched this week called Billions. Will. (laughs) <laughs> it's, a, it's a great, like, small, 
kind of low. It's not low budget. It's actually they have expensive actors and actresses on that show, but well, it's, it's on Showtime. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say it's Showtime show, and it's in its second season. And I'm after season one, especially the season one finale. I'm pretty much invested in the story about the stock market and Axe Capital and this attorney who wants to take him down for some um, under the table business that he does like some. I don't really understand how the stock market works. I mean, when I watch a show, I feel like I do, but I don't. <laughs> so this season, I've been kind of like. I don't know what's happening. Like there's something about it that I feel like they're deliberately not showing me moments or exchanges between characters. Like you feel like you're interrupting a a conversation as opposed to watching the full thing. (laughs) And then on Sunday night, I watched two 11 and Oh my God, (laughs) it was genius. It's probably one of the best hours of TV I watched this year. Hmm. I have to say, and I mean, and, and yet I, I do in, in the flash's defense, I talk about the flash with you every week. I'm online and I follow people who talk about the flash a lot (laughs) and I love you all for it. I don't do that with the, with billions. And I know very few people who actually watch it. So nobody can have, could have, watch that or have talked to me and been like, okay, here's what's going on, Sarah, and this is what's going to happen. So I didn't go in with like somebody having already convinced me like you did so well of convincing me it was future future flash, like way back in the mid season finale or something, something crazy like that. Yeah. 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 So I just went in blind and I'm like, man, that was good television. (laughs) (laughs) So well, it's just it's interesting and it happened within the same week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know that that can happen. I think. Yeah, I think that is the you know blessing and curse of, of popular shows where mm-hmm. um, you know there is this this big buildup and um, and you know and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, so uh, about the only thing I guess television wise we. You can really be surprised these days is, you know, just like lot truly live events, you know, sports, political debates, whatever. Because right. um, and even then you still have the, the water cooler, you know, the instant water cooler moments where, you know, as, as I said before, before it'd be everyone would talk about the the moment, you know, the next day at, at work. Uh, but it, it's much harder to have to, you know, and I'm dating myself here as far as being a child of the eighties, but the who, the who, who shot JR moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's a lot harder to, to have that, um, you know, type of, you know, cultural event of, of television and especially in, in today's marketplace, given that there's so yeah. many options of just regular network TV cable, you have Netflix and Amazon prime. It's just, uh, it's, yeah. It's very hard to be a TV writer these days, I would think. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with that. And to your, your point, even though I was 
not as satisfied with the reveal as you were, I do agree. It it makes complete sense with everything that they had set up from the very beginning, the very first episode. Eobard Thawne, you are the true hero of this story. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. <laughs> Strangely enough. Strangely, Strangely enough. enough, yep, yep. So, so I agree that if it had been anyone else granted, I think we made some headway that there's a clear alternative choice here. It mm-hmm. could have been Cisco. It could have been. It could have been. I wouldn't have minded. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, and that's okay. And then to your point that there's a lot to live up to, they also keep falling short of season one. Yes. Because there are some episodes of season one, like just standalone, which I think are pure perfection. Yeah. And yet I still have yet to get that from the past two seasons. They've had moments this season better than, better than season two. I think they, the, high, the high point of season two definitely was the Zoom reveal in the mid-season. Which one? The, the, <laughs> the mid-season break. Where really, it was, um, it's, I think it's episode, uh, the one on. you continue, sir. Yeah. It was not, you know, they, uh, when he yanks his remnant through the, the vortex and then they're car- he's carrying him and drops the lifeless remnant there down and pulls off the mask. Um, I think I can't I remember. S- I think that's either a tra- trajectory. Yeah. No. Or no. is that? Uh, season two. Yeah, season two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Episodes apart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, that's the other problem with season two, but uh, yeah, that that was yeah. Again, I think it the 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 series definitely started out in such a strong fashion that. I mean, it's a victim of its own success, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, it. And so, I I am glad that the creative team is moving away from the speedster trope in season four. Um, we need some fresh ideas, even if it's the even if it's broken up into you know we have uh, a block of challenges. Throughout the season, and that were you know, and, and for example, in the comic book realm, I mean that's that's what's going on with uh, the Flash and, and Batman and, and the Button. And if you haven't, mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't picked those, if you're not a big comic book person, I will strongly recommend this is a great series crossover series for you to, to jump right in because uh, it has been some amazing storytelling uh, for both Batman and and the Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Part three just dropped today with Batman. So even if we do it, even if they do it that way, I think it'll be good. Maybe instead of trying to have a season-long overarching threat, that maybe have it break it up into little mini threats throughout the season, because it, it, it does create, I guess, that uh, 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 could easily lead to creative fatigue uh, of trying yeah. to carry. This huge story, which, you know, we, we even talked about that some with this season, where we felt mm-hmm. after the, the mid-season break that there were a couple episodes that just seemed just 
repetitive of each other. Untouchable yep. was kind of like, okay. Um, I already forgot about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, it really wasn't until um, the, the Gorilla City episodes and Rathus Avatar where I felt like, boom, okay, we're back to getting, you know, creatively and, and good storytelling where we should be. Where I was like, yeah. okay, this is. I think you, you know, you go back and listen to our prior episodes where I think we both agreed that, all right, we're, we're back to what made the show, why, why folks are so passionate about the show. Right. I think there's. I mean, despite having a better overall narrative this season, um, despite how I how much negativity I seem to have about it right now. <laughs> I still, there's still there these points of clear pacing issues, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not to the degree of season two whatsoever, yeah. but um, hopefully they just continue to improve and maybe season four will be that season one reminiscence, um, season one feeling as if like, okay, this is re- a refresher. This is, they've, they're not doing the same thing, but it's the same show. It's the same characters we love mm-hmm. and a new story that they want to tell um, with Barry Allen. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure um, what's going to happen in season four, but I'm excited. I'm more curious right now to learn about that than I am with season three. It's really <laughs> weird. It's really backwards. You're ready to turn the page. You're already like, okay, I just want to jump the right to May 23rd. This is- well, I, I, I'm over the shock. I remember when you first brought up the theory and I'm just like, yeah. And then I just sat there and my mind just started putting all of those pieces together. And I'm like, yeah, genius. Drop the mic. That's perfect. That's what it is. And so I already had that moment mm-hmm. almost. And then I was just waiting for the writers to catch up with me. Mm-hmm. Like how Barry Allen is trying to catch up with his future self. Yeah. Well, as is well, they even did it. They even said it themselves. It's about time. (laughs) It's about time. Uh, Yeah, I mean, even they were, even the writers were. I think okay, okay, we've got we got twenty three hours to fill. So, um, you know, we're yeah, it's about time. Okay. You know what? I forgot about Cecile. <laughs> yes, I did too, actually. I was like, oh, yeah, Joe has a girlfriend. That's right. Um, so to me, they were moving a bit fast this episode, a bit fast. Just a bit. Just just a bit. Drop the L word. <laughs> I'm surprised that marriage ring didn't come off one finger and get put, put on another. Like, I don't know. That was a weird moment for me. Uh, honestly, I was... Honestly, Sarah, I thought at that moment when they had the conversation, I I I, I thought for, uh, that he was actually going to propose to her. The yeah. way the way the way they forced this one, th- this was a, 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 a definitely forced. Oh my god, I'm so glad we're on the same page about this uh, one. I was so afraid you were going to be all stoic and like, no, it's beautiful, and I'm like, no. no. No, it sucks. No, (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't like it. It it just didn't seem like Joe. Like exactly, it It did not seem like Joe. It was continue. Yeah, it was not his. It was not in character with him. 
Um, again, I had forgotten, quite frankly, that Cecile was still around. Uh, <laughs> You're not dead yet? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to, yeah, speaking of dead, I did, there are a few moments where I was like, here comes Sarah's moment. But <laughs> with, with Joe and Killer Frost, but uh, jump around. Um, but uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more I can say other than the only other thing I, I, I quibbled about with this was. Um, Again, another person knows that Barry's the Flash. Yep. Yeah, and that's why she has to die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, you summed it up. It wasn't Joe because the dialogue they gave him was like a teenage version of Joe. Yeah. And I'm like, you're you're. Papa Bear, you're you're Joe. You you talk dad language. This is sappy high school angst, and it yes. felt so cliche and contrived. It did. It really it did. It really pissed me off. Yeah, I was that. I was I was feeling the same way. I was like, yeah. Um, it, I mean, even Cisco, even Cisco would do better. <laughs> Cisco has done better. Yes. Yes. And I mean, other, not in terms of ladies, okay, and yeah. not not that way. Just the romantic love speech, yeah. which we're not we're not attacking Joe. We're actually defending Joe. We're defending Joe because here's the other thing I thought it was out of character for Joe. Yes. Um, basically, from the things we've learned from season one and season two, and the whole and also the whole thing about the team keeping secrets from each other, mm-hmm. and. How, you know, in the name of protecting someone, uh, Joe, better than anyone, should know not to do that. He learned with Eddie and Iris and Barry in season one. Um, And multiple times throughout the series where, you know, it caused so much angst in relationships and stuff and and keeping secrets. Um, And so I think they could have handled, they could have, like, Dealt with the whole Flash, the third person in relationship angle, a whole hell of a lot better than they did. What kind of retread shit is this? Now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were past this nonsense. We were past this bullshit, but we're back to it. I mean, gosh. Let me see. In episode. 14 of season two, Iris and Barry have that exact same dialogue. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's been, it's, and it's not even just within the flash. It's just on TV in general. Yeah. Especially if there's a superhero involved and Joe's not even the superhero. So it just, they could have done something so much more interesting in terms of that relationship. It's a, Obviously, we're targeting a specific audience with this. It's on the CW. But this is a couple who are older than normal. Exactly. And you could have done something really interesting and new. That was not it. Like, just taking words that teenagers would say to one another or young love and, like, the angst involved and applying it and giving it to these two individuals that ain't gonna work, and I I really think it was a missed opportunity. It, it was, it was. Um, 
yeah, it, it was a missed opportunity. I just hate it. You know, she drops the L-bomb, and then, you know, of course, the cliché, the phone rings, and it's like, save by, save by the Flash. Save by the team, calling the, calling back to Star Labs. It was just like, oh, bleach. It just, just didn't work. That was. Well, so we move from that relationship which I guess is going to continue temporarily. I, okay, I will say I do have one final remark about it, though. Okay. Well, I mean, because by the end of it, Joe's happy. And you know what happens to happy people on these shows. Oh, you had to go there. <laughs> I always have to bring it up until it happens. <laughs> you got yours. I need to get mine in this weird way. Yeah, we're bringing this retread shit back up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it is. A, it is a show Cisco, of retreats, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Cisco may not have been Savitar, but we got to see some of those complexities that we were talking about in terms of what he's going through now that Caitlin is away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to give a shout out to Julian because yeah. I'm so glad that somebody finally called Team Flash out and was like. Really, guys, Caitlyn is missing. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody seems to care. <laughs> so I appreciated that kind of like explanation to what they were doing that proves that they care. That's all they needed to know. Some acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. That was good. I think also Julian, you know, it was good that they paired Julian and Cisco together for, for, for the simple point that both of them love Caitlyn for different reasons. Yep. And I think um, Cisco and his holding back, which is a thing that, and, and Caitlyn does, well, Caitlyn, Killer, Slash, Killer, Frost, you know, holds back the full use of their powers because, again, it's that underlying love that they have for each other. Um, you know, and Cisco, you know, it was Julian served a good purpose of drawing out why Cisco was, you know, froze in the moment where he could have taken her down. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think and that was one of the things that narratively did work well last night with the episode. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that, uh, I think it did. So. So, yeah, I, I didn't really know what to make at first of the whole Cisco not being able to kill Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I, I, what I really took away though from it was that I couldn't help but think that episode and in terms of what they were doing with her, like not living up to her name, Killer Frost, mm-hmm. was like winking that she she's going to eventually be on that track for redemption. Like to me, a lot of Julian and Cisco was like, no, there's still a chance to save her. So there's there's always that desire, which is a result of their relationships with her and their feelings about her. But I just I want her to stay Killer Frost, and I do too. And so that's why I'm slightly disappointed by by that like 
winking, like, we're going to save her. She's still Caitlyn. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. I, but I don't think, I don't think it'll be resolved this season. I think. I hope she, not. I, I think she'll, will, and she may finally will live up to the name Killer Frost if, if, if she does indeed, uh, kills Joe. Um, which is, I think, um, you know, could happen in these next few episodes, um, or or someone, uh, someone on the team, or or or, or just, yeah, just you know, so, so some random person. But I think for it to have the emotional impact, it'll it'll, it'll probably be someone close, either on the team or someone close to the team. Um. So, but is I is that I do, why Savitar needs her? It's possible. I mean, it's possible that he, Savitar, will utilize Caitlyn, Killer Frost, to do to do the dirty work. Um, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, why Future Barry can't or won't kill anyone, uh, maybe he'll use Killer Frost to to do to, to do that. Um, uh, you yeah. know, the other thing is too. Uh, it, it, you can't help but um, hear the echoes, the sh- echoes of uh, Snowberry coming out, uh, just to due to the the nature of it being a version of Barry and a version of Caitlyn. Uh, you know, is this some kind of late, was there some kind of latent attraction thing that is that's why Future Barry you know, chose her to to be the. Um, person to do his bidding um, or um, you know or um, you know why what you know why her and why not you know say Cisco try to turn Cisco into reverb or something like that well I never thought about that and um, in the past you have made fun of me for bringing up Snowberry onto this show <laughs> but it was not me this time. It was you, sir. <laughs> um, and I, I don't, I don't completely buy that. Um, we have to remember that this is all history to him. Yeah. And the, and it's, I think a lot of us are viewing it from just her reaction in that immediate, yes, I want to follow you wherever you're going to take me. But he says some stuff. Savitar says some stuff to Killer Frost in that moment about who she is and why she should listen to him and, and do what he says because he can unlock, which to me, I guess you could apply like this idea. She's not living up to her name, so she's not Killer Frost. Mm-hmm. And that um, until she does, in fact, kill someone. And that leads her to fall further than she currently has because mm. she hasn't yet technically done anything severely wrong. No. Severely, severely wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's inconvenienced some folks. She's uh, obviously in What's the Future Flash last week. We saw where she did. She did, at least in that version of the future, main Cisco. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, but to, to this point, she hasn't um, hasn't killed anyone. So um, yeah, she hasn't crossed that line. Yeah. And if and I think hmm, 
although I'm like kind of rationalizing it, maybe why she agreed is because to have Barry to to see how far Barry Allen has fallen mm-hmm. in that moment and that he's become his own greatest enemy. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're like, that is an action backing up your words. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Because because Barry and Caitlin have always been on that like same page about like goodness and pure mm-hmm. and idealism and so it it kind of makes sense that they would be friends I'm not saying more than friends friends as bad guys yeah no. yeah I mean again I think you're right I mean it does from that standpoint when I should bring it up it does make narrative sense and that yeah. that he would pick her to be um, his partner, uh, and, and and as you said, he is seeing things from the future, so he 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 knows that. Oh my God. Yeah, he knows that how far she will go as far as her Killer Frost, and he's just I guess you know, trying to bring that out so she can reach her fullest meta potential. Yeah. Which you know what I just realized? Yeah, what's that? And and we'll get to moving on, but um, yeah. something weird stuck out to me in this episode, and it's how Cisco, when he's explaining his whole hesitation towards Killer Frost, mm-hmm. he says, "Well, she's my best friend." Mm-hmm. What happened not during last week's flashback episode? <laughs> um, oh, he very waves any... goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. so there, there is still more to come, and I will point out that oh, a few episodes ago they teased the whole Killer Frost and Vibe um, fight. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Will. That is not the fight that was shown in this episode. That was not. You're correct. Okay. Uh, it, Thank you. So. Yeah, the fight that was the big fight that was uh, teased. Some some months ago was, if I recall, um, uh, it was outdoors. There were trees. Okay, yeah. let's call. It like- <laughs> yeah, it was it was in a different setting, for sure. definitely in a different setting, and you know I think, you know last week's episode and now with the reveal, um, there, there's, you know it goes back to something that you know, we, we we touched on this. Uh, a few times as far as Jay Garrick talking about you know, to, to Barry about how time is so fluid. And, mm-hmm. um, even though I think, and what we're seeing at least was teased for next week is what cause and effect. It, it does look like, okay, now that Barry knows what he knows, how can I, you know, what things can we put into motion to, to change my at this point predetermined future right and then there are some metahuman hijinks with some over calculations which i thought was adorable yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that is classic team flash totally in action. totally <laughs> miscalculated bring, yeah bring some lightness back i mean that that is the one thing that this has been so dark and depressing especially in the last two weeks <laughs> 
But what about the adorableness that was HR and Tracy Brand in this episode? Good segue. That that was a moment of lightness. Leave it to HR. Tom Cavanaugh is a genius. Uh, Love him. He's the best. They got, you know, always figure out a way to work him uh, a version of Wells into the story because he just brings it every week and uh, whatever version of Wells he plays, it's, it's, it, it just pulls everything together. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. In terms of this episode, it brought the perfect balance. Yeah. To everything that was happening, high stakes, a lot of reveals, a lot of um, progress in plot. And then you had the introduction of a new character mm-hmm. and this this shared this identity, like this identity crisis that she has with herself, yeah. which I couldn't help but to think, Barry Allen, you fool. Why would you share somebody, show somebody their future who has, like, what if she's the villain next season? And I think when it was first talked about her coming on as this future genius, a lot of people were like, oh, maybe they're setting up for season four with her. And depending on what happens at the end, and if Barry rewrites time, we could see that other version of Tracy Brand, and she's evil. Or, the uh, other uh, thought is that she just basically takes the place of Caitlyn on the team. Well, I think Cisco would have a problem with you saying that, and so would Julian right now. Well, well, HR will be happy with that. Her body is... <laughs> no, Caitlyn's, Caitlyn's body is cold, okay? Let's just go like it is. But but yeah you're you're pretty antsy to replace Caitlyn on the team team well no, I mean come no. on well I just want Killer Frost okay we we all have to admit I mean Killer Frost I mean she she's 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 the goddess she's she's the bomb I mean I mean she was like you know whenever she was like making like the silver Iceman you know as far as like with her powers channeling Elsa from Frozen. I mean, that was just so, that was so dope. Such an Elsa moment. <laughs> so Elsa. So Elsa. She just had to let it go. She just had to let go. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I, I understand your point. Like, you, and it's true. We have Kate, we, we would rather have Killer Frost on the show than Caitlin Snow. Yeah. However, I, I just, I'm curious as to what's going to happen with Tracy Ram because I like her. She, as cute as her moments with HR were, I don't know if you can use that level of of banter continuously for a full season and oh. not make me kind of get a bit sick of it. Yeah, it could get. It, yeah, it would. It could get cringeworthy after a while. Um, but I think, I think there's one thing that the team, one thing they they touched on this some. Um, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but her, but, you know, with them revealing a portion of her future um, and, and her disappearing each time, I, I didn't know if it was just uh, her being just overwhelmed of knowing that I'm going to do all these great things, or if it was just her just natural scatter. Scatterbrainness, 
Um, I brought, I bought yeah, it. Yeah. I thought that that was one of the more interesting um, monologues in this show because, uh, to me, like when she was expressing how, well, that isn't me, <laughs> which is true because you're seeing this image and this idea of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're not there yet, so you're still at this past version of who you are presently, and it's like one plus one, it doesn't equal two. And then you start to fear because those doubts you have in your confidence start to uprise, and it's like, well, what if I never become that person? What if it was all for nothing? What if this is all a sham? What if I do something that's not going to allow that to actually happen in my future? So I, I thought that was an interesting thing that they had her express. Yeah, and um, and and I think it they did it they did it did, and I think it showed the value of HR um, mm-hmm. and his quite in his emotional intelligence. Um, you were you know as you kind of referenced kind of two geniuses in a different way. I think HR uh, he may, while he may not be able to do all the techno babble of all the other team members of team flash other than Joe and, and, and Iris, obviously. Um, he does have that emotional intelligence that he, you know, that he could relate and, um, maybe kind of how he felt a little bit when he was first with these folks. Um, yeah. And being able to, uh, you know, Whereas the rest of the team were like stumped, he was the one who was able to figure it out. Like, oh, she's going to go to the park and talk to you know to see Galileo. Uh, there were just these little moments where I think HR, whereas the other team gets members of the team get so wrapped up in the tech and the gadgets and the speed force and all that kind of stuff. HR is the kind of the the guy on the street who just like falls into this this situation and is able to sometimes cut through all that and be able to direct the team in the right way. Hmm. Interesting. Sometimes. And uh, sometimes he's just comic relief. Always, always, always thinking with his, uh, loins instead of his, uh, <laughs> Hey, he has his needs too. He has his needs. That got that went to a weird place. Well, yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> not as weird. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not we're we're, <laughs> we're not going into arrow, arrow territory tonight in the cave. But anyway, no, no, <laughs> I will in about a half hour. No, <laughs> no, no. Um. So so it looks like we covered pretty much everything for tonight. However. Yeah. It's it's really interesting how we completely avoided the elephant in the room and Mister, you called this whole future Barry thing. So tell me then why he needs to kill Iris. I I I am still trying to figure that one out. Um, I know early on I thought that that. It was a the frustration and the failures of being able to save her uh, caused him to go over the edge. Another thought I had was that um, 
yes, he'll save Iris, but in the process of doing so, someone else, most likely Joe, will get it so that even by winning, he still loses. And given that he's had that happen to his mother, his father would assume. And now Joe, who's also, you know, is more is another father figure, uh, just pushes him over the edge and uh, causes him to figure out a way to become faster or, or, or something to, to be able to, uh, you know, ends up scarring him both emotionally and physically, as we see now. To, Ooh, to, I saw what you did there. Uh, uh, to become Savitar. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, and then we have to work, you know, also have to work in, uh, the emo berry we saw last week is once a future flash because, um, later in a few months after we see emo berry, he disappears in a crisis. So, you know, well, we don't know if that happens, right? Um, we don't, or it may still happen. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll we don't know if it'll happen. We have to go. We, we gotta somehow. We gotta go back to the time vault and see if the headlines change once again. Um, <laughs> the byline. Has, I know what just happened. You're yeah. like, oh crap! We don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't because they spent a lot of time in that time vault in they 2024, do. and they did not bring up any newspaper paper clippings. That's, so that's a good. That's a good point. I didn't think that you just that you just raised right now. I didn't think about that, but they didn't. Oh, at all. so you know what I just thought about how um, in season one they talk about how Eobard messes with the timeline because everything is like sped up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh -huh. Um, and all of the events have shifted since he's now in a timeline he's not necessarily supposed to be in. And so theoretically, like this season, we predict Barry's in a way going to disappear at the end. Yeah. It's not 2024, but to follow the events of season one, it doesn't necessarily have to be 2024, does it? It does not. It does not. Things could definitely, I mean, obviously uh, all these things are changing the, the future that we saw at the midpoint of the season. So, yeah. um, who, I mean, at this point, we really don't know. And, and hopefully, over the next few, two, you know, remaining episodes of the season, we will get that why of what led him, and we might get it next week of what led mm -hmm. him to to become Savitar. Why do you want to kill Iris? Flash word, her flashback to 16 hours earlier. <laughs> <laughs> one thing about, Not again. <laughs> no, but one thing that still, the other thought I had was, and this is, you know, could be way off field, but uh, what if Iris, like, breaks off the engagement again? Because when Barry was putting together the clues of who yeah. Savitar is, her ring was missing again. All right. So, I mean, is there some kind of plot? You know, there's there's definitely going to be some plot twist because, you know, reading it, the producers pretty much said they had this was the this was they were not making it at least publicly say saying that they did not make this up as they were going along that Barry being Savitar was part of the arc for the whole season. But and again, many people in 
fandom, you know, correctly predicted that a future version of Barry was Savitar. So there's got to be, there's got to be a layer that that layer upon another layer of twist. And you know, last year it was creating the Flashpoint. So what's so something's going to have to happen that will really will throw us for a loop that we just haven't thought of, or maybe we just dropped it out there and dismissed it. But it's going to be fun to, to, to see how it unfolds. And I think, I, I know you're pretty much done with season three, but just, just hang with us for a little bit longer. You're encouraging me too. I, I'm on board. I mean, the more we talk, I'm always, I'm always really like down at the beginning. And by the end of it, when we talk through everything, I'm like, okay, I remember why I still watch this show because it is, it is a really good show on TV. It's not the worst thing I watch by, by far. Um, and, and so now there are a few questions where it's like, okay, I, I do need to know why future Barry is insane. What, why he has that scar, which I mean, if they're married, that could be spousal abuse. So maybe he's in within his rights to kill her. I don't know. (laughs) It got really weird. That got really weird. (laughs) Suddenly I'm the lawyer. I'm like, wow, if this happens, I don't. No. I, I also think he should uh, something I will say though um, anytime they give Grant Gustin the opportunity to play the bad guy is a smart move because yes. he's a great actor but he's just he. it's almost like he's more meant to play the bad guy than he is the good guy and, and I remember in first season there's that episode where they what, what, what was that guy it was Hannibal Oh, and he, yeah. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to see him truly invoke that um, part of his skill set um, for an entire episode. And he, he's just really, he, he's far better. And I hope like after this series ends, he goes on and he does more things and he's the villain more so than the good guy, because I think that's really where he shines. Yeah. Yeah, he does yeah. have he does have incredible, incredible range. He really does. Yeah. All right, sir. How about fans tweet? Will why Barry kills Iris? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah, throw me your mentions at. You can find me at Will M Folk. That's W I L L M P O L K. And tweet me more questions that have not been answered and why I should continue watching for the remainder of the season, even though we know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Go online, find us on Facebook, find us at Cena Nerd. And most importantly, go rate, subscribe, and comment on SoundCloud. Um, give us some feedback. Give us your thoughts. And guys, a summer hiatus is coming. We're going to go through a show drought. Oh, I know what we forgot to talk about. Yeah. Defenders trailer, but we'll we'll save that for later. Yes, and also maybe maybe Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as well. That That is also coming out. Baby Groot. I am Baby Groot. Have a good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>